And good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, show 251. And it is uh, Tuesday, June 20th, and we have a lot going on. Quite a bit of baseball. Um, and Bill, there is a file in the Dropbox. It's entitled John Sterling. So if you want to grab that, we'll get to it when we get around to baseball. But we, that'll be a little bit. And, I'll charge uh, you extra, but I'll do it. <laughs> okay. And, uh, but we have some other things before that, so. Chris, what do we have before that? And then All we'll right. get to that when we get to that. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, the sh- day before summer, Summer's Eve, or whatever you want to call it. Summer, I guess it's our 10.58 Eastern time tomorrow morning, so that's cool. All right, so one of the uh, signs of summer is the U.S. Open, and that's the big Father's Day event and the real tradition with a lot of people, so we're going to talk about that first. Uh, there was no NASCAR, so they could all watch the watch the golf, too, if they wanted to, uh, so they, there was no race. Then uh, we go on to baseball, move that up to two in the uh, agenda. There's a lot, we're a lot of happy baseball fans, for the most part, on the panel this week, so our teams are doing pretty well, and uh, we can talk about that. We can talk about, uh, of course, the College World Series. Then the uh, NHL, the Stanley Cup was awarded, so we'll stick that in. The NBA, uh, the people getting ready for the you know, finishing off their uh, off-season plans. And then the NFL, a couple of stories, and then college. And then Sean has a couple of human interest stories if we have time. We'll see how that goes. So for the U.S. Open, Wyndham Clark won it. And the, uh, it was in L.A., so and NBC loves that because and uh, that means that it can go till I guess it got over about 1030 on the uh, uh, Eastern time on uh, Sunday night because, of course, the sunset is later. So he won it by one stroke over Rory McIlroy. And uh, Clark's, it was his second PGA victory. He won it like six weeks before at the Wells Fargo. And um, so that's uh, sort of a new star on the horizon. He was 10 under, McIlroy 9 under. And then uh, McIlroy hasn't gotten a major in nine years. And had a yep. good round, but just was missing his putts, apparently. Scotty Scheffler was third. He's always in the mix. And then uh, Cameron Smith was fourth. And uh, No, uh, uh, Cameron Smith was fourth, yes. And Ricky Fowler, who had been leading most of the time, ended up fifth. So he kind of uh, struggled a little bit. Did you watch any of that, Sean? Oh, I watched a lot of it. And it actually it ended about yeah, about quarter to ten on Sunday. But the only thing when they're at the West Coast, on the first three nights, they went to 11 Eastern, and so they were having some trouble, especially Saturday night, Fowler and Wyndham Clark, because it was about 8 o'clock right when they were at 18. So the sunset, I mean, yeah, they might they might want to move it up to maybe end at like 10 Eastern or something on those first yeah. three nights, like they did, because they, they made sure they were done by 10 Eastern in case they had a playoff. But, I mean, it was, yeah, Fowler, he led the first, he led or co-led, the first 54 holes, he was, uh, I mean, and then he just, I think it's, well, it started, like I said, on that 18th hole on Saturday night when he could barely see it, and then he, bog- he bogeyed a couple holes, and then he just sort of fell. And then Wyndham Clark, I mean, he just, he came out of nowhere, and he just, I mean, and then Rory was battling him, and it was a huge, you know, said Clark went from like 100 and ranked 163rd to 32nd, so, yeah, you know. Yeah, third in the Ryder Cup standing, too, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he, he jumped way up there, but no, it was it was a good, a good open day. They had never 
They had never been to this country club except that the first time in L.A. since 1948. So wow. I thought, yeah, they did a great, it was a great uh, open. I thought it was very, it was close the whole way. It was a high-scoring open. I said a very, very high-scoring course. So I think they'll go back there. They'll go back there again. But they, they have a wider variety of courses that they rotate between than, say, the yeah. British Open, which the British Open comes up on the third third week of March. So, yeah, around that time. So right about after, July? <laughs> July, man. July, yeah, July. What am I saying? March. Oh, there you go. See, that's the time. That's the time you can correct me there, Chris. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's funny. Correct me. Okay. You're in. You're, oh, well. you're ready for basketball. That's all. Yeah. There you okay. Go. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to baseball, though. Uh, and so Nevada, uh, we'll put Robert on the stage here for a minute. Nevada legislature approved finally the bill for the uh, stadium, and the governor Joe Lombardo did sign it. So now you have they have to get uh, 23 votes out of the MLB owners to get a pass for 75 percent. And uh, and so their last year in Oakland could be 2024. So Robert, have you heard any more uh, listening to Las Vegas radio every day? Um, uh, yeah. What is happening now is they're going through the official relocation process. Uh, apparently there's a group of eight uh, owners on the committee who will fly out to Las Vegas and, and look at the site and uh, talk to the uh, people at Bally's and, uh, and talk to the governor and talk to the mayor and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, and uh, you know, if they like what they see and uh, they understand where the finances are coming from, uh, then, they'll, uh, then the committee will go back and, and recommend that the uh, owners should either approve or not approve. And uh, Rob Manford did say that it could be done by a, a Zoom meeting if they don't have to meet in person uh, when they're ready to vote uh, for this. Uh, but it, it looks like it will be voted before the twenty uh, before the 2024 season starts. Uh, one, uh, also, one other thing on the golf, Chris, that I didn't get a chance to mention. Uh, the U.S. Open has courses... Uh, from 20, uh, they've got it all mapped out, and they'll be back in L.A. in 2039. So, oh, wow. Uh, like for the next five U.S. Opens, they're going to be on the East Coast. So, okay. So, um, right. they've, got, they've got it all scheduled out as where they're going to go and mm -hmm. the places they're going to be. But as far as the A's are concerned, uh, yeah, they're going through the relocation process. And I don't know who's on the owner committee. I don't know who's going to be selected to go out to Vegas and all that kind of stuff. But that's what's going on now. And okay. now being, Robert, being an A's fan. Yeah. Um, Rob Manfred made a statement last week, and he said, if there's one thing, he definitely feels sorry for A's fans. Uh, I don't I'm, believe, I'm guessing you don't believe that. I don't, I know, I don't believe him. I don't believe him. And Bud Felix said the same thing. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't believe people that say that. If he really felt sorry for A's fans, he could have encouraged John Fisher <coughs> to sell to Joe Lacoff. Yeah. Because uh, Joe Lacoff, the owner of the Golden State Warriors, uh, has already has made numerous offers ever since Fisher has taken over, and Fisher has rejected every offer that he's made. And or he could have been, or he could have been yeah. maybe more involved in the situation to, to try yeah. to get something yeah. done in Oakland. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, um, and look, uh, I got criticized the other day for saying that you know the fans should not say, "Well, sell the team," because they had their reverse boycott. And only twenty-seven thousand showed up for that, um, and uh, they had twenty-four thousand on Sunday for the Phillies. And everybody keeps bringing these signs and cheering, you know, sell the team, sell the team. Well, unfortunately, the the the, the cart has left the station. Uh, you know, I understand that people that actually live there are disappointed that this is happening, but 
that they they can't really do anything. I feel bad for them. I know what they're trying to do. I understand where they're coming from, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a wasted effort. Yeah, you know? well, you can't blame people. I mean, they, no. they, there's pent-up frustration. But I'll tell you what, I heard the end of that game the other day. That sounded like a Raiders crowd. That was a noisy bunch of folks that were there. It sounded like a lot more than 24,000 or whatever you said on Sunday. Yeah, it was only, it was only 24,326. Yeah. yeah, but, but like Chris, any... Crowd. Anything, Chris, sounds more than 24,000 when you normally have been drawing three or four. Oh, I know that, yeah, but I hadn't yeah. listened to too many Raiders games. I mean, A's games. It reminded me of the old the old days, you know, when you were yeah. in the postseason. It sounded like a right. postseason crowd. It really did. And last night during the Giants game, this is funny, people brought signs, people brought signs to the Giants game, and they were saying, well, uh, how does this reverse boycott look when they had 35,000 there last night for the Padres? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Arnold Acuna is really playing. He's got his first player ever with 15 homers and 30 steals in his first 70 games of the season. So that's pretty yeah, amazing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, uh, he's really, uh, I don't know if he's uh, the odds-on favorite for the MVP, but, you know, it's so early to talk about that. And the AL, you have to talk about Otani no matter what, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. We'll and see just, how that imagine, all goes. just imagine, Chris, what Acuna could do if he wouldn't have these occasional lapses where he w- where he... Um, has to be taken out of the game for dogging it, basically. Jeez, that's strange. That's happened. That's happened at least a couple of times this year. Wow. Okay. And Perry, how about Luis Arise, who's now back over 400 again? Uh, that's he correct. Had two, he had two games this weekend. One on, I think it was one on Saturday and one on Monday, where he went five for five both both days. And he only uh, has Lopez, Lopez two, did not he only very well last runs. night, by the way, against the Red right. Sox. But and Arise, by the way, only had two home runs. Yeah. Wow. So that's what makes it even more interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's not a, well, he's never been a home run hitter. No. You know? no. So, so I heard a little bit more about this David Freeze business. He did kind induction into the Cardinal Hall of Fame. That was voted by the fans, by the way. The Hall of Fame has only been around since about 2014. Uh, he was only there from 09 to 13. I heard some stats on him. He made the All-Star team one. Uh, and hit in the in the two eighties. So you know, compared to the the rocks and floods and musuals and so forth, maybe not. But but with the moments he had, you know. But again, you're not going to put Dave Roberts in the Red Sox Hall of Fame for the one steal of the base. But it was more than that. But he just said he didn't didn't feel he deserved it. So that was the reason he didn't he declined it. You know. So yep. well, was, and probably the reason that he got voted into the Hall of Fame was, in all honesty, his performance in in the World Series that yes. was, that one year. Yeah. What if Bernie Carboy hit the winning home run here? <laughs> he hardly did anything, yeah. <laughs> you know. So anyway, um, so I just wanted to, before we uh, maybe play the John Sterling in a couple, a couple of minutes, because that's quite a, a cut, and then we'll talk about college baseball. But I just think uh, those of us who can, and I know, Robert, you're, we, you've already had a, your moment on the stage because the A stopped winning a few days ago and, you know, got back to normal. But we've right now got uh, Cincinnati uh, has won nine in a row, and they're in first place, the Reds. We have the uh, the Red Sox have won uh, five in a row, and of course Cincinnati had won has won that much. It's the first time since 2012 that they won that many, and the last, I think that was the last time they won the division. And then we have the the Red Sox having won uh, five in a row, and the uh, Cubs have won eight out of ten. So I mean uh, things are looking up on the baseball front. They are. And the Giants have won eight in a row also. So yeah, and this is the this is the yeah. deepest point in the season that the Reds have been in first place since 2012. So mm-hmm. it is certainly good news for them. And that division, I mean, as weird as it sounds, I don't expect the Cardinals are going to come back. That team just doesn't seem to be 
Um, yeah. They don't seem to be a team, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But other than them, that t- division is wide open. If mm-hmm. somebody can get hot, if, you know, if the Cubs would get hot, say, and the Reds would cool off or something like that, that division is wide open. And the Reds, by the way, another thing about them, their attendance is up over 2,000 between this year and last year. And I would imagine, I would imagine, Bill, that because a lot of the prospects are up now and, and fans are more into it. Would that be it? That's, well, number one, winning. That, that's the yeah, big thing. Yeah. <laughs> then the prospects are like icing on the cake and they've got more coming. So the prospects made a serious difference on this team. So it just turned the whole team around. I'm not telling you they're going to win the division or anything like that. But they they're could, playing. Though. Well, they could. Yep. So, but they're yeah. playing well, and I don't know, Jenny. Do you have anything to say about the about the Reds or the Joey Votto's home run, maybe? Or? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, she must not be there. She, she must okay. not. She must be preparing for book talk, which is coming. Oh. One of the nice things too for the Red Sox and Giants is this weekend they the Red Sox swept the Yankees and the Giants swept the Dodgers, and we've got to enjoy that as fans, you know, when that happens. And the Red Sox, the, the, they're kind of pulling it together. They're playing better defense. They really look like they were on the ropes, and uh, but uh, you know now they're only a game and a half out of the wild card, and uh, you know they've uh, they've really gotten in a, going in the right direction. What would you say the Cubs uh, situation is, uh, Harry? We will get to that in just a second. Jenny is now with us. Oh, okay. Uh, she should be with us now. I am with you now. I, there you go. It was very exciting last night. You know, we didn't know what to expect with Joey Votto, but shoot, his second at bat, he hit a home run. So he's, and then he, he hit a single later on. So he's back to being a contributor, which is a good thing since, you know, they've, They've made the invest- investment in keeping him all year. And I think Bill's right. Some of the excitement is the prospects, but part of it is this is such a young team, and they're so fun because they don't know that they shouldn't be able to win. <laughs> and that's the yeah. thing in this division. I mean, the only team, you know, that's really playing badly in the division is the Cardinals. Everybody else is right there. I mean, what the Pirates are a little ahead of the Brewers. Oh, I think the Pirates fans would argue with you right now, uh, Perry. The Pirates are really struggling right now. But but you know, you'd look three weeks back, and the Cub fans would have said that. That's so right. you know, it's it's a wide open division. But mm-hmm. and, and you know what? That's what yeah. fans say they like is they like parity <laughs> and the both centrals. The, they may not have great teams, but boy, both centrals are up for grabs. I mean, the Cardinals mm-hmm. and I suppose you could say the White Sox. But uh, Robert, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. I, no, I didn't say anything. Oh, you okay. raised your well, hand. Sean. Okay. No. All right. So anybody else before we do the little John Sterling bit? Do you have something, Sean? Well, I was just going to say, I was thinking, uh, though, also, you know, I, I got thinking about this. Over the five years that we've been doing this show, I don't think any of our teams have won a World Series. No. None of our teams. So this could, if oh, we no, get Red, one of our, Red oh, yeah, the Red Sox did. Yours yeah. did. Yours yeah. did. Yours did the first, right after we started. But yeah. we can, if we can get the Legends team, the Red, I guess we can call them the Legends team because, you know, Bill and Jenny, you know, the Legends team. If, hey, if they win the World Series or somebody does, which I don't know if they'll get, 
far in the playoffs because, like I said, the Central, they're also down. You know, but if anybody's to win, they're all near 500. It's just kind of like, who's going to come out of it? It's, all, it's almost like the NFC and almost like the NFC and AFC South last year in yeah. football. Yeah. I, way, I right? think the thing with, with some of the teams in the Central, like the Reds, to appoint the Cubs, and some of those teams, those teams have been kind of re, rebuilding or reset, however you want to look at it, rebuilding. And I think the fans are excited. And then you have the Cardinal um, last week when you had Wilson Contreras say he had lost confidence and lost trust in the team and things like that. That's a you really should not have a player of that caliber saying that. I mean, that that's that's not good for the Cardinal. Okay, well, why don't we uh, take a listen? This was uh, a week ago Saturday, and we have a moment in John Stoney's career. There's a lot of things that he's going to be known for over the years, but if this uh, YouTube uh, bit or whatever, where everybody gets it, kicks around, people will remember this. We're always hearing about announcers being close to foul balls. Well, he got a little too close, and the guy's, what, 84 years old. So. I think he would rather forget this, uh, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, what yeah. we'll do is play it and say you guys are doing quite well. Numbers are good. Here you go. Good. Yankee broadcasting legend John Sterling. The Yankees win. He still managed his signature line just moments after Red Sox third baseman Justin Turner smacked a foul ball that hit Sterling on the noggin. 3-2. Swung on. A pop foul back here. Ow. Yankee fans praised the 84-year-old. Bro is more durable than our players. So I took one for the team. I am okay. Just a glancing blow. Posted one admirer, John Sterling is like a Timex. Timex, it takes a licking and keeps on ticking. And there we go. You know, it, it was funny. I was listening to the to the Dodger broadcast the other night, and they said something, and Charlie Steiner said, then we have John Sterling, my old compadre, who took one in the kisser. So, <laughs> yeah, they were having they were having fun with the, the College World Series yesterday. On I've, yeah, it was on the early game broadcast. The uh, yeah, the TCU and yeah, that it was on that game. They were having fun with that. Uh, no, the Tennessee Stanford yesterday. They were because they were talking about. They go, we have not been hit by a ball in this radio booth, but I was close to the TV. You're not like John Sterling, though. <laughs> <laughs> they, no, okay, they've had so, some clo- they've had some close calls in the radio booth. Yeah, one other yeah. one other note on John Sterling. Justin Turner actually signed the ball for him. Oh, you know? cool. Yeah. cool. All right. All right. So guys guys, Perry and Sean, why don't you tell us about what's going on in Omaha besides rain? Well let's you know, believe it or not, we could have almost not gotten raining. through this we could have almost got through this thing without any delays because the delay the other day that they had, it was not a rain delay, it was a lightning delay. And the lightning that they had was right on the the legal border. If it would have been any further out, they wouldn't stop the game. And yep. so we could have almost got through the whole thing. But um, Wake Forest is uh, one of the teams in in the one bracket. Sean, who's in the other bracket that is undefeated? Uh, yeah, Wake Forest. Uh, the other team is uh, Florida. 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 And and Florida's lucky to be undefeated because they had a problem the other night. Yeah. It was in the eighth inning. And Kevin O'Sullivan, and uh, he's been at Florida for a long time. And if you hear anything about O'Sullivan, he knows yeah. the rules. He knows the rules. He knows. Well, apparently he forgot how to count because he went out and made too many mountain visits. And, if, you know, you have to take your picture out if you make a second mountain visit in an inning. So 
Um, and because he, of that, he had he to do took, that. Yeah, he took credit for that. He did take credit, and he said, my players pulled me out. That's why i got to give him credit. And, you know, and then on Friday, I mean, they were down, and then they took the lead, and then Virginia almost came back on them. And, I mean, so far, six of the eight games that we played, there's one going on right now, TCU and Oral Roberts' uh, elimination. At last I saw, TCU was winning, but I don't have a score. But six of the eight games have been one-run games. And then you had one game last night that was a two-run, and then you had a three-run right at LSU because, and said, but right now, like I said, TCU and Oral Roberts are playing a rematch, and LSU Tennessee play tonight, and then the so the the winner, uh, yeah, the winner of that goes on, and then they just you know they'll play uh, Wake Forest tomorrow, and then be, the TCU Oral Roberts, yeah, yeah, it'll all be done by the end of the weekend. Pierre, come on in and um, talk to us about LSU. I mean, I imagine they're a little nervous to, after last night's game because now you have no room for error. No, because. Uh... <clears throat> that was a really good game last night. It was. But I'm telling you, I think, I think Wake Forest is going to win the whole thing because they're pitching. LSU's uh, usually, if they can get into your bullpen, they'll you know they'll beat you. But, uh, but Wake Forest put four or five pitchers out there, and LSU couldn't hit any of them. So, I mean, I just think that, that they'll wind up winning the whole thing. If they do, Pierre, that'll be the first number one seed since 1999 to win the thing, if that happens. Well, I'm hoping LSU can come back. But, see, that's the problem. LSU has to use all their pitching against Tennessee just to get back yep. to Wake Forest. And then, they and have then to you have to beat them twice. Yep. yep. That's the problem. If you think back to last year, Pierre, remember what I kept telling you? Well, Ole Miss is in good shape, you know, because Arkansas had to beat them twice, and they could only beat them once. That is hard to do to get into the loser's bracket and then come back and it's not too bad at a regional. That's only a four-day thing. But now you have to play in the College World Series. If you get into the loser's bracket, you're pretty much playing after today every well, day that, until the end. Well, by that third yep. game, you're out of pitching. You just yeah. have to kind of do the best what, you can at that point. Right. Yeah. What they do, like I said, is, okay, if like LSU, whoever comes out of today's bracket has to win tomorrow, then they have to win Thursday. They would play Thursday. Friday is an off day. And then Saturday, Sunday, Monday is the best two or three from the team, the two winners of each bracket. And so they, it'll be over either Sunday or Monday. But yeah, like, like LSU, they played last night. They play tonight. They play tomorrow night. And then they could, if they win tonight, then for Tennessee. And then if they win tomorrow night, then they have to play. So they'd be playing four days in a row. And TCU or Roberts, whoever comes out of that, they're playing four, four out of five days. And then you have the off day Friday and the, you know, that if they were able to get there and, you know, I mean, like I said, all Roberts, a good story. I mean, a four seed, one of only two four seeds that have that's advanced so far. And then so far, nobody that's left in the regional uh, in the college world series was there last year. Cause Stanford got eliminated. They were the only team that was there last year. And they, they went to and barbecue last year and then they did it again. You know, they are, they, they were out you know, this year. So. Speaking of barbecue though, there's always, <laughs> there's always a feel good story at the college world series during the lightning delay. The other day, the Stanford coach went into the, to the concession stand and got food for his team during the lightning delay. And yep. he was spotted up there. And it's like, what he's doing up there? And he, he went up and he bought food and, and everything. And of course, everything is paperless now. So, you, you know, you're using your card anyway, when you go to places like yeah. that, but that's the funny story this year that the Stanford coach yeah. was. But if you'll remember Perry in 2009, LSU lost, uh, and and uh, 
they had to win all those games, and they did. What would you do, Pierre, if you were Jay Johnson? You could you would say they could use Skeens on Thursday if they had to. Would you use him on Thursday, or would you wait and pitch him in the championship series and just take your take your chances? I mean, there, sadly, there's no good answer there, is there? No, there is none. That's it. Okay. We'll All right. Wait and see. All right, well, we'll go to the NHL now because that's over, and so we want to get that done. And the Vegas Golden Knights blew out Florida in that last game last Tuesday night, 9-3, to and they, uh, they won the Cup in their sixth year of existence. And as far as I know, the fastest in the NHL to do it, Philadelphia did it in their seventh year. Of course, we're not counting like the first year of the league or the second year of the league. That's a little different when it was founded, but in modern times. Uh, Bruce Cassidy won it, and Jack Eichel, of course, the local guy. Bruce Cassidy, former coach of the Bruins. People are happy about that. And uh, Jack Eichel. Dave Gosher, of course, the TV voice, as we said. Both Florida teams were eliminated in the fifth game, so four games to one. So no championships for South Florida. Uh, most goals from the Vegas Golden Knights ever. They had scored eight in uh, 2018 in the game against Chicago in, in Chicago. So it was also their most uh, game uh, games uh, goals scored in, at uh, their home ice, too. It was nine. Yeah. And this is really, now we were talking about 2020 patterns a couple of years ago, a couple of weeks ago about teams getting to the finals in both sports. Now it's starting to look like 2019 to me. All right, the Patriots won the Super Bowl in 2019. We're talking the calendar year. Like the Chiefs did this year, you know, an ongoing right. dynasty as the Patriots were at the time. But then the Toronto Raptors won it. That was their first win ever. And then yep. the St. Louis Blues won, and that was their first win ever. And yep. then who's going to win it uh, for, for baseball? My feeling is maybe it's the longest-running team that hasn't won in any professional sport. The existence is the Texas Rangers, because the Texas Rangers were the Washington Senators, the new Senators, from 61 on, and they still haven't won a championship. So maybe it'll be them. Uh, but, you know, that kind of bursts all our bubbles, but, you know, who, who's to say? Hold on, Robert, just, to, just one second. Just one second, Robert. If, if I would have checked my phone, I'd have had this a few minutes ago. Uh, former okay. Major League pitcher George Frazier uh, has died at the age of 60. Eight. No more information than that, but just George Frazier, former MLB pitcher, wow. at 68. What are you going to say, Robert? Robert, go ahead. Uh, well, uh, what was it? Oh, um, uh, yeah, they uh, the Texas Rangers, in my opinion, already have the American League Manager of the Year. I mean, and there's been several baseball columns, like on uh, in the Sunday Globe and Bob, and Bob Nightingale in the USA Today, says the teams are kicking themselves for not contacting Bruce Bochy sooner because they didn't realize he was so interested in managing. A lot of them, as soon as he said he was going to retire from the Giants, a lot of them didn't bother to call him. Well, didn't we hear, didn't we hear though, Robert, he said he was retiring for health reasons. Yeah, we did. So. And yet, and yet the Texas Rangers contacted him, and now he's. He, there he is. The season where he ended today, he'd be the manager of the year. Yeah, he would. So getting back to hockey, Jonathan Marcheseau won the call, the Conn Smythe Trophy for the MVP at the playoffs. And the first time since 94 that all the games were on cable. And the last game averaged 2.72 million viewers. And it averaged uh, 2.6, I guess, for the series, down 43% from last year. But, of course, it was on ABC last year. And, uh, it, and it was a short series and not... See, one of the things about hockey, and we talked about this uh, this week a little bit in, in our group, is that it's, you know, it's a it's really matchup dependent. You really need to have some teams who bring in a following. Now, Vegas is really developing one, and they're the first team that came to town, and they have a real following. I know people care about them, and that's, that's great. But Florida, they were hardly talked about down there. You know, when they were, the Heat were being talked about, the Marlins were being talked about, 
the Hurricanes are being talked about. No, and Dolphins, of course, all the time. And nobody was talking about the, the, the Panthers. So when you don't get two teams with followings, and again, Vegas is going to develop, but you know, when you get the Blues or the Bruins, or you get the Flyers, or you get the you know, Buffalo or Minnesota or Colorado, you're going to have a built-in following, right? Detroit, built-in following Chicago. You're going to have a bunch of people that are already, you're already lined up. They're in the finals. They're going to be watching. And, you know, they, they're going to definitely do it. So, uh, but before the before that, it was a, going into the finals as a five year high for uh, the play for the playoffs for the NHL. So it's sort of a mixed bag. It, you know, it's a four year contract. That was year two. I think we got maybe three more years actually to go. And uh, so we'll see how it all shakes out by the end of it. And last week we mentioned at the last part of the show that Peter Laviolette got hired by the Rangers. And uh, we did not uh, mention, because uh, uh, Robert forgot, but he remembered later, that he had won the Cup in Carolina in 2006. So uh, he has had a little Stanley Cup experience. Ranger fans don't seem to be too happy. They really wanted Joe Quinville. Um, I was hearing that on the fan the other day, but they got what they got. So, and But yep. he's got a lot of experience, so we'll see how he does. Yep. So any, anything else with hockey, Robert, before we move well, on to the NBA? Remember, next week the draft comes up in the NHL, so uh, and we'll be talking about that more next week. And, uh, of course, this week is the NBA draft, so. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. There we go. So we're going to the NBA, and we've got uh, 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 Jokovic. He, he was the first NBA, uh, the sixth NBA player from uh, being born outside of the continental United States. Uh, Akeem uh, Olajuwon was. This is for the finals, of course. Tony Parker, uh, Dirk Nowitzki, uh, Giannis, and Tim Duncan, who was born in the Virgin Islands, which I did not know. So uh, you know, not that's USA territory, but not in the continental United States. Phoenix will be going for the title in their 56th year of existence, just like Denver did. So we'll see. And we'll talk about them in a little while because they uh, perhaps took a a step towards that. Uh, You know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, You know, uh, I think so. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, And the quickest ever was their classmate, the Milwaukee Bucks, to win it in the NBA was in their third year. They both came in together. But uh, that's how important coin flips were back in the day because they got uh, uh, Alcindor at the time, later Jabbar, and the Phoenix did not. So there you go. uh, You know, they've been in the finals a few times but never won it. Uh, Okay. And uh, let's see, we've also got uh, Miami, Miami or Golden State. This is an interesting stat. I didn't know this. I uh, hadn't thought about it. Miami or Golden State have been in 12 of the last 13 NBA finals, but never against each other. So in 11 through 14, Miami played Dallas, Oklahoma City, and San Antonio twice. Then Golden State took over, played Cleveland from 15 through 19, uh, 18, and then they were there in 19 against Toronto. And that was uh, five for them. And then 20, uh, Milwaukee and, and uh, Miami and the Lakers played. I'm sorry. Uh, and then 22, they were not there. 22, Gold State and the Celtics. And 23, Miami and Denver. So that's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. really something. And they've and never met. No, they've no, never met. We've never met them in the finals. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Morant. Well, I think he's lucky myself. He got suspended for only 25 games. I thought he'd miss half the season or even more, but, uh, that was for the gun, uh, carrying and possession, uh, situation. And, uh, yeah. he did twice. I mean, you know, he got a slap on the wrist the first time Memphis suspended him for a few games and the league added that maybe six games. The whole thing was six or eight at the most. Now it's only gone up to 20. Yeah. Now it's only gone up to 25. Really? Yeah, well, no, I, th- I thought he should have missed the whole year myself, but that's just me. Well, here's my thing on that though. Okay, tw- I didn't think he, I didn't think it was going to be the whole year. I figured it was going to be half the season. But here's the part that you, uh, that you know, he's gonna he's gonna miss out on three point six million in salary. 
And now, uh, remember, the new collective bargaining agreement that starts July 1st, he will miss out on being eligible for any po- any regular season awards. Also, he misses out on the new – he can't get a Supermax deal on his contract. So, in, it, yeah, 25 – the game-wise, it's only 25 games, but all of these, quote-unquote, benefits is – so he's hit – so uh, Silver – didn't necessarily, I mean, didn't hit him game-wise, but he is definitely hitting him in the pocketbook. Okay. Well, that's that's a good angle on that. Um, yeah. Michael Jordan is selling his majority share of the Charlotte Hornets, and that is probably good. Now, that's what the A's want. They want something like that to happen, but it's not happening uh, because, really, he's run them into the ground. Uh, he, Three it, billion. He, sure. Yeah, he'll be a minority owner, and, uh, you know, they've, they've got a couple of uh, people in the Charlotte area uh, that are that are going to step in who are already minority owners, so they shouldn't have any trouble getting approved. Uh, Gabe, uh, Plot, Gabe Plotkin and Rick Schnall will take over. So there you go. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Sean. One's, one's a lawyer, uh, and the other one is a uh, financial uh, kind of invest capital investment group guy. And this is interesting. This just shows how good of an investment it is. Jordan, in his career, only made $100 million. He made about $200 million on the Nike stuff, and now he made $3 billion on selling the majority of his team. So he made that investment. I'm not sure exactly what he paid for the Hornets because I think he was part of the expansion group when this Hornets came in when they were the Bobcats, I believe. So I don't know what the, what his part in the expansion fee was, but $3 billion, yeah, not a bad little payday. Okay. No. Well, speaking of a, ba- so, of a good day, let's okay. bring on Jerry and see what Jerry's up to. Hey, Jerry. Okay, okay I wanted to give you guys a uh, uh, college baseball score. It's okay. uh, two TCU. We're going into the seventh inning right now. And what's the score, Jerry? You broke up just a little bit. 6-2. Six, 6-2 two. Six, two, okay. TCU. All right. Yeah, they're losing. Uh, or, uh, yeah. Oh, who's winning? And Oral Roberts or TCU? TCU. TCU's winning right now. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, TCU, happens. by the way, has – yeah, and they, by the way, have a coach uh, who is a former major league pitcher, Kirk Sarlos. So you should – most people yeah. would okay. remember that. Oh, day. yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. All right. Okay, so thanks, Jerry. All right. All right. So Golden State named Mike Dunleavy as Jr. as their new GM. And what's the thought out there in the Bay Area about that, Robert? Well, Joe Lakoff is a, he's a very demanding owner, and uh, you know he wants somebody that's going to follow his orders, his do it his way. Um, uh, and that was made clear when Bob uh, Myers had his uh, final news conference and he was announcing his resignation. Uh, Lakoff was on the stage with him and and proved to be he made a fool out of himself actually. And I hope Dunleavy has the temperament to deal with him. I can see why a lot of the owners are punishing the Warriors with the new collective bargaining agreement because if he if he acts this way with his employees, I wonder how he acts with the other owners. He's, uh, it reminds me of George Steinbrenner somewhat. X. So if we all of a sudden see some upheaval in the Bay Area, we'll know why. But okay. uh, it sounds like Dunleavy is going to be able to handle things, but we'll see. Uh, but I'm warning you, there's it's a door brewing and. Uh, that, that, I mean, he's a good owner for spending money, but apparently he's not a good owner to work for. That's the understanding I'm hearing. Okay. So. Well, uh, Jeannie Buss, I don't know how good an owner she is to work for because her uh, top five all-time Lakers. And, of course, Jerry West, she put it number one. Then she had Phil Jackson. Well, of course, they uh, – I don't know. If they, are they still together? They're not. They're, 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 they're not. But they were. So Phil is, is there in the, in the mix. Kobe, that's fine. And LeBron James. And I think uh, 
and magic. she left her and magic, and she left yeah. her father out. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You know. yeah. This is the thing. Yeah, LeBron. All right. Le, now, there's an argument. Do you put Do you put her dad on? Do you put Phil? Do you Pat put Pat Riley, or do you put uh, Kareem? But LeBron. All right. Argument. The debate. That either number one or number two best player of all time. Him or Jordan. That, that's not. But when you think Lakers, you think LeBron. I mean, you think of Kareem, Pat Riley, Phil Jackson, and her dad, her ex boyfriend, and her dad. You think of. The, I mean, I think yeah. maybe maybe Phil ran a good triangle offense with her. I don't. Know, but that's really- <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be why they're not together anymore. I don't know. Anyway, okay. Um, we had a retirement, and you know, usually we don't talk about bench players, but this guy's the all one of the all time bench players. I mean, we obviously, obviously know a lot of good six men and so forth, but some of them started a lot more like Havlicek got to be a starter later uh, after all his six man uh, heroic. But Lou Williams retiring after 17 years, he came out of high school. He's the all-time leader in bench points and games played off the bench. And he's a three-time six-man, and he was a high school player in Georgia. He played for Philadelphia, Atlanta, Toronto, the, the Lakers, Houston, the Clippers, and then back with Atlanta. And he didn't uh, play this past season, and he scored 15,593 1, points. And so that is, you know, like a good career and off the bench. So, uh, you know, you got to give him some credit. Staying, staying ready, shall we say. Okay, Bradley Beal was sent to uh, Phoenix. This was on Sunday night, the middle of the golf tournament, from Washington for Chris Paul, who won't be staying there. Uh, he'll be going somewhere. Landry Shamit and a bunch of draft picks going back and forth. I think that, uh, what is it, uh, Phoenix uh, sending a lot of ones to Washington and then Washington sending two well, to Phoenix, something like that. They are, they're swinging first-round picks. And I think Phoenix is getting a bunch of sec- four second-round picks is what Phoenix is getting. And there's even more on that now. The Wizards are not necessarily saying that they're going to trade Chris Paul now. They said they like the fact – I mean, he's not the guy that's going to get you a championship. No. But when he came into Phoenix, when he came into Oklahoma City and in New Orleans even, he built – uh, those teams kind of got a little bit of a winning attitude, if nothing else. Because, like, when he went into Phoenix, they had 34 wins. When he went in there, they went up to 51 and 63. So, Washington, part of them, they're like, well, we might keep him around for a year because we're rebuilding. We need a veteran to work kind of a on-the-floor coach, you know, a player coach yeah. type thing, to work with these, work with these rookies. So, that, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a lot that they're going to trade him. Now, if they get something that they can't turn down, oh, yeah, they'll trade him. But well, that's the so. other thing, and it's good to talk that way because it increases the offers because then they don't yeah. think you're just trying to, trying to get rid of them. Now, I heard an interesting thing today, So, and, and the rumor was for him to go back to the Clippers if if, uh, if he did move. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've heard. Today. Yeah. And, but, and, but now, okay, go ahead, Sean. I was going to say, this Bradley Beal thing, I mean, Phoenix, he – he had a chance. I mean, Miami was interested, Sacramento, Milwaukee. And remember, he had to waive the no-trade clause. He had to waive it and approve the team. And Phoenix, I mean, I keep thinking the super teams are going away, but they may, this new owner, they may have something. I mean, Devin, you got Frank Vogel, the new head coach. You got Devin Booker. You got Bradley Beal. You got uh, Durant. I mean, they may have something there. And the 56-year thing, I'm sure they're totally aware of that, you know, (laughs) with Denver. Okay, now I heard kind of contradictory rumors. This was interesting today because I was listening to, uh, well, yesterday and today. So I heard that Damian Lillard might be going to Miami, but then I heard that Portland is trying to talk to Miami about Adebayo to come there. So maybe Lillard and Adebayo would like to play together for whatever reason, and maybe they're going to bid against each other or argue with each other about where they're going to play. 
I don't know. Yeah, I've heard both those. I've yeah. heard both those also. But but like with Portland, like Portland and Lillard has been very loyal to Portland, but I think he knows it's a rebuilding time for them also. And he knows he doesn't have many years, but if they can get out of bio, remember, they have the third pick in the draft this year. Yeah, because it's Charlotte and then Portland. So if they get a third pick, they get him and they get out of bio. If they can pull that off somehow, I mean, maybe he's like, but if they can't get out of bio and he's like, well, I've got the third pick, maybe I can go to Miami and I can help get a championship. Mm -hmm. And Draymond Green is going to be an unrestricted free agent. Robert, do you want him back? Uh I, I'm in the minority. No, I do not want him back. Uh, I I think he needs to go elsewhere. But it, uh, I'm not going to win that battle because Joe has said he's going to pay whatever is necessary to make sure he stays there. So okay, uh, I looks like I'm stuck with him. But I'm in the, I'm in the Warriors minority <coughs> fan group that does not want him back. He's the kind of guy that, and you, you definitely get this from hockey, Robert, you know, when he's your goon, he's a great goon. And if he's somebody else's goon, he isn't. And that's yeah. the deal with him, you know? Well, I, I'm a fan of the team, and I, I really don't, I understand what, what he does. I know what he does good and things like that, but uh, he, he leads the league in technicals every year. And a lot of times when he gripes, he literally makes up things to gripe about. It's you know, it's not like referees are ripping him off of calls. If anybody on the Warriors would have any complaints about files being called or not being called for them, so that you get more free throws, would be Steph Curry. Steph Curry gets abused on a nightly basis, but he never says a word. Yeah. You, bar- you barely touch Green, and he goes off. You know, Raymond Green is Marcus Star- Smart on steroids, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay. Any more NBA before we move to the NFL um, briefly? Just just one thing on the on the NBA draft, which of course comes up on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Christmas Day for us, first friends. Yes, but I have heard. You no, know, I have heard two things on this Yama that is supposed to be the number one, and he, pro- and he will be the number one pick, is what you hear. He will. But mm-hmm. I he have is. heard anything from he could be a great one. Or I've heard he could be a bust. So I have. You just don't know. Well, from what I've seen, I know a lot of people in San Antonio have been watching in the French French League championships, and I think under this system, I think with Popovich, he has a better chance of being good because I think he'll he'll use him right. It depends on where he had gone. Like you know, I think was I'm mean, now he is seven four, and you know those big guys. A lot of times the foot injuries, and yep. you know they. That's that thing you got to watch out for. But I'm, I think more than likely, if nothing else, it has put interest in the Spurs. Season tickets have gone up. Oh, yeah. They're selling Wimby T-shirts, and they've been selling. They've sold out of the French team for Wimby. Yeah, I, don't for that. Know, I don't know that and, I'd want to be Wimby though. That's too close to Wimpy. Isn't it? And he's a, yeah, <laughs> and he's a huge when he when he he was a huge fan of Tony Parker and he plays for the team that Tony Parker owns so that's kind of a good match that I think Parker will be working with him and Scoot and the guy to watch though the, who probably is going to go number two Scoot Henderson he's been playing in the G League for the G League Ignite he's he's the other guy to watch in this draft though right okay. well let's uh, well, right now let's uh, bring on Gina and see what she's watching what's up Gina. Well, first of all, if I may ask the $64,000 question, can you hear me? I can. Yes, yeah. we can. Yeah. Okay, great, because I'm using a headset mic that I've never used on Zoom before. So. Well, you're, you, sound, you sound good. Okay, well, anyway, all right. Um, I have a quick comment and a quick question. I just want to say congratulations to the Denver Nuggets for winning their first NBA championship. I can remember when that happened in Seattle in 1979, and it was huge, and it was equally huge for Denver. 
Yeah. So my now, what you deserve, <laughs> you deserve to have your team back, uh, Gina, and I hope you do one day. Uh, me too. I want, I want, I, I want them back. Um, I try to watch Portland Trailblazers, but I can never find out when they're playing, and I, I want my Seattle Sonics back. Mm. But the um, quick question I have is, this is about baseball, or maybe it's sort of about baseball. I read an article that someone put on a Sarah forum um, about um, Aaron Boone, who was apparently Brett Boone's brother. Correct. Yes. So my yep. question is, what is Brett Boone doing these days? We know what Aaron Boone's doing. Um, I will look, Gina, I will look that up. Uh, I can't do it now because I'm obviously talking, so that, that would be an interesting thing to try to do. But I will look up that information, and if you tune in next week, I will try to have that for you. I know he does a podcast because he had Joe Castiglione on the podcast, and Joe was talking about it. And then Sean McDonough was goofing around because they're friends. He and Aaron and Brett are friends. And he was goofing around and saying, well, you let Joe on. Why don't you let me on? And Brett texted him back and said he was going <laughs> to, if he wanted to come on, he could. So he does at least do a podcast, and it's probably a very good one. So you might want to so. you know, get your podcast or catcher out there and see what you can find. And, of course, they are the sons of uh, Babu. Yes. They are, yep. and the grandsons of Ray Boone, who was a yes. longtime player and scout. So a big baseball family, like the Bells. A long, long tradition. Yep. There you go, though, Gina. Okay, I'll, Gina. To, I'll find more for you, Gina, next week if there is any more other than that. Yeah, okay. Just happened to hear that on Sunday. So, All right, the NFL. Well, we had an arrest here. Jack Jones, the Patriots' a promising quarterback, was arrested at Logan Airport Friday night with two loaded guns and, a, and, a, and some um, ammunition. And, of course, he says, yes, they're in his bag because it has labels on it, and it said it was his bag, but somebody else put it in there. You know that. So uh, that's what the story is. And he was on his way to L.A. after minicamp. So, uh, you know, and, and Scott Zolak was talking about this yesterday. He says, what do they tell you? Like when you said, don't they tell you because it's going to be five weeks before they have to come back or whatever. Don't do anything stupid. Don't get in trouble. Don't be dumb. That's the last thing the coaches tell you. Jack Jones was dumb. Uh, James, and one thing we didn't get in last week, I forgot to mention, James Robertson was cut because of injury by the Patriots. And remember, they got uh, rid of uh, Damian Harris, or, or he left, and they were bringing in, uh, you know, now they've got some younger backs, so they might be all right. And Ramondre Stevenson's the star, but, you know, the, that was supposed to be a help, but he's not going to be here. And NFL Films uh, did a documentary on uh, quarterbacks, and they picked three quarterbacks for 2022 that they did, and it was uh, Marcus Mariota, uh, Kurt Cousins, and Patrick Mahomes. So that's going to be on Netflix, I guess, premiering July 12th. People are yep, interested in that. Uh, it'll be, uh, let's see. And also, <clears throat> I haven't heard about him this week, but DeAndre Hopkins came here last week and went to Tennessee. <clears throat> Supposedly had a nice visit here. I guess he had a nice one in Tennessee, and we'll just see what happens with him. So uh, we don't know where he's going to end up. And uh, any other NFL notes? I didn't talk with the guru to find out if there's anything else no. we should be talking about. I, I'm no, but uh, we, do have a, we do have a caller named uh, Jerry. So, Jerry, come on in. Jerry, what were you going to say, I, Robert, while Jerry's I hit coming? The button. Um, I, I was going to say, I'm going to try and watch that documentary because I do have Netflix. Yeah, okay. All right. Jerry, here you uh, You guys can comment on, uh, well, Bob Huggins. I guess I heard uh, somewhere that We're just he, about to get to it. Yeah. We're just about to get to it, Jerry. He was in downtown Pittsburgh, but he thought he was in Columbus. Yeah, we're that gonna, is correct. Yeah, we're, we're going to get into that. <laughs> we're going to get into that, Jerry, right now. Hold on. Right. Yep. That's right. So... 
Okay. Well, in case people don't know what Jerry's talking about, on Friday, with Bob Huggins, who's the guy who made the anti-gay comments and anti-Catholic and everything else about a month ago, well, he managed to hold on to his job for a month because he was arrested for DUI last Friday in Pittsburgh. He, uh, he did step down from West Virginia this time. Uh, you know, so he, was, he thought he was in Columbus. He was a 0.21 on the breathalyzer. The limit in most places is 0.08, so over two and a half times the legal limit. So that's why he thought he was a whole other direction, let alone uh, the wrong state and everything else. So uh, not good. And, yeah, and he had a he uh, he had a Burger King receipt from north side of Pittsburgh, but he ended up in downtown Pittsburgh. He had an empty bottle of some liquor. They didn't say uh, beer cans all over the car and a case of beer in the cooler. And remember, he had his, he had, didn't he have some DWI stuff in Cincinnati? Isn't yeah, that I believe he did. He left there. Yep, yeah, I think he had right. some DWI and then all the other. But yeah, and he now he was fined a million dollars for those comments a month ago, but he wasn't fired. But this, he was going to be asked to resign anyway. So it was just I. And ironically, he was thinking about retiring anyway. He, before Chris Beard went to Ole Miss, he was going to bring Chris Beard in as like a special assistant and then Beard, have Beard take over. But, you know, he's now – and the players in West Virginia, now they get an extra 30 days to transfer because a new coach coming in. So, oh, okay. Uh, people are swooping in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we don't and, know who uh, the Sean- new coach is yet. No. Not yet. Okay, so, so Sean, probably the last thing we have time for is uh, you saw a thing about the SEC schedule coming in 2024 for football. Yes. All right, SEC schedule. For, this is only for 2024. I watched they, – they didn't make a long-term commitment like the Big Ten because I think they want to get Texas and Oklahoma because they have the back and forth, the eight or the nine and the ESPN. So what they're going to do is they're going to play eight games and everybody will play – everybody will play uh, – they're, most of their designated rivals, like Texas will play uh, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, that'll, A&M will get renewed, Oklahoma and Arkansas, Alabama will play LSU, Tennessee, and Auburn. I mean, the only one, uh, Georgia will play Auburn and Florida, and, you know, and then so a lot of the rivals are saved. The only one that really didn't, I mean, LSU, Auburn didn't, but what they're going to do, half the teams will play Texas, the other half will play Oklahoma. That's how they're doing that this year, so that ought to be interesting. Uh, Georgia and Florida come here to Austin, Alabama goes to Oklahoma, and because of that crazy schedule, Alabama and Georgia have not played in the regular season in like, 10 years, and they're going to finally make them play in 24. But one other college thing, this just came down uh, earlier. San Diego State sent a letter to the Mountain West, and it was taken on June 13th. They got this. It was taken as, hey, uh, we're going to, we want to leave the Mountain West. But apparently what they, and they replied, they said, no, we just asked what it would cost us to leave the Mountain West, and they said if they leave by June 30th at $16 million, July 1st, the next fiscal year, because I guess under a new deal, it would cost them $30 million. and this goes along with the Pac-12 that's supposed to have their new deal work out by June 30th, but the Washington Washington and the Arizona schools are not really in favor of it, and or there's rumors the Big 12, because BYU, San Diego State, so that's something to watch also, but I think that's and about Sean, it. it's time know. to wrap it up. Go ahead. All right. Well, uh, we'll have more on that next week and come back. Of course, uh, Book Talk is coming up next. If you want to get the podcast, download it uh, wherever you get your podcast or contact us at uh, sportsgrounds at allthingsradio.net or 800-693-0595, option two. Come back next week. We'll talk about the draft. We'll have more on who knows what else with the San Diego State story and others and maybe my human interest. But until next week, we are out of here. 